Hello there, Dr. Bill Crawford here, psychologist, speaker, author of eight books, host of two PBS specials, here again to bring you another tip on how to help you create the life you want. Specifically, how to use my life from the top of the mind philosophy to bring more clarity, confidence, creativity into everything you do. Today I want to talk a little bit more on why people don't listen. You know, that's a big thing. As I go around the country as a psychologist, as a speaker, as a trainer, people are going, man, I just can't get people to listen to me. You know, I try to tell them what's going on and what they need to change, and they often don't say thank you for sharing. And so what I like to do is bring new information to this age-old problem, whether we're talking about a coworker or a family member or a spouse or a child. We all want to be able to engage people in a way where they actually hear our best and trust our best. Trust that what we're saying is helpful and valuable and listen to our advice and take it and heed it and act upon it. So there's a quote from Albert Einstein that I like to use at the very beginning of a lot of my uh, seminars. Problems cannot be solved at the same level of awareness that created them. So I want to make sure that whenever I'm doing a seminar or talking to someone in counseling, I want to help them raise their level of awareness about what's truly going on so that they can then use that information to solve the problem. And I think in order to do that with people, we've got to know that what's truly going on has a lot to do with how the brain processes information. Those of you who follow my life from the top of the mind philosophy, you know, we've got these three parts of the brain. Lower part of the brain is called the brain stem. This is our fight or flight part of the brain. Upper 80% of the brain is called the neocortex. I call it the top of the mind. This is where we have access to our interpersonal skills, problem solving skills, clarity, confidence, creativity, compassion, etc. And the middle brain, the limbic system, is the scanner, processor, router part of the brain. It kind of scans the environment, looking for signs of threat or danger, and it has a tendency to interpret almost anything negative as dangerous and throw us into that lower brain, which is designed to deal with danger. That's a reactive brain, however. It's not a very intelligent brain. So when we are trying to get someone to change their behavior, often we are concerned about if they don't change their behavior, something bad will happen. Maybe we're concerned about how it will affect the organization or the family or the relationship or even them. And so often that concern and that worry is coming through. And what they hear is us pointing out their worst and trying to get them to change that because it's bad either for them or for us. There's a quote that I'm sending out to those 6,000 people on my quote list. By the way, if you would like to receive one of my favorite quotes each week, all you got to do is go to my website, BillCrawfordPhD.com, or just Google Bill Crawford PhD. I'll come up on the first page. Hit the subscribe button, put your name and email address, and every week I'll send you one of my favorite quotes, along with two or three paragraphs about how to apply that quote to life. This is one I really like. It says, we will never be able to get people to trust our best by pointing out their worst. Because I think that's what we want. We want people to trust our best. We want them to trust that we're giving them our best advice and giving them helpful advice in, in ways that they can become successful or, or, or be better people. And yet what they hear, especially when we're telling them what they need to change, is us pointing out their worst. And when that happens, their middle brain interprets that as negative and throws them into the resistant brain, where they actually start resisting what we have, what we're saying. Often that has us becoming more frustrated because we're going, hello, I'm trying to get you to get this. They become more resistant. We become more insistent. And now we're just banging brain stems with people. You know, we're in our brain stem. They're in theirs. We're all frustrated. Nobody's listening to anyone. 
So what I like to do is make sure that when I'm helping people become more effective with others, the first thing we've got to be able to do is make sure we are in this clear, confident, creative part of who we are. We can't be in the frustrated, stressed, angry, resentful part and expect them to trust our best. Because frankly, we're not giving them our best. We're pointing out their worst. And so what we've got to do is be able to shift to this upper 80% of the brain. I have a philosophy, a framework, a system that actually shows people how to shift from the lower brain to the upper brain, so at the very least, we are coming from our best. We have access to the interpersonal skills, problem-solving skills that we need to be successful. Then I show them how to stay there. Okay, now that we're there, we don't want to just keep falling back down into that lower brain when we're trying to deal with situations or be influential with others. So I give them a whole other model about how to stay in this upper 80% of the brain, even when someone's being difficult, because that is critical. Once I can show them how to shift to this clear, confident, creative top of the mind, how to stay there regardless of what's happening, then I give them a six-step model for how to engage others in a way where they shift from their resistant brain to their receptive brain so, we, so they truly hear and understand what we're wanting them to know. The first step in this six-step model is that we have got to be coming from our best. We've got to be willing to take responsibility for that. That's why I spend so much time in my book and my seminars showing people how to do that. Then, and this is a critical step, we can't be pointing out their worst if we really want them to trust our best. We've got to ask ourselves the question, who are they when they're coming from this upper 80% of the brain? What do they do well? Who are they when they're happy, when they're really engaged with life? Because that's the part of them that can actually hear our best because we are actually engaging their best. But notice how rare that is. When we're trying to get somebody to change, again, we're often frustrated or stressed, and they hear us pointing out their worst. They get defensive, we get resistant, and again, now we're all just banging brain stems. So if we can do that differently, if we can take 100% responsibility for being our best and then pointing out their best or at least engaging their best versus pointing out their worst, that begins the process of helping us be more influential. That's just the first two steps of the six-step process, however. The third step has to do with really understanding where they're coming from. You know, you hear this all the time. Uh, seek first to understand and then be understood. Every interpersonal skill process, uh, uh, program out there speaks to the value of listening. But people go, yeah, yeah, I'm supposed to listen to someone. They're just not making any sense. They're saying stupid things. How can I listen? We've got to recognize that the listening is us learning, A, what part of the brain they're coming from, and B, what's important to them or what is driving their resistance. So this is a learning process here. It's not an influential process yet. What we want to do is find out, number one, what part of the brain they're coming from. If they're coming from this lower brain, you don't want to try to go to a solution or give them data or tell them how they need to change. That will be heard as criticism. You want to recognize that, okay, they are frustrated, they are stressed, they are angry, and that is not the time to give them information or advice. We want to find out what they're frustrated about, what they're angry about, what is the problem from their perspective. Because until they know we get it, until they, we, they know that we truly understand where they're coming from, they won't be open to trusting us. I mean, just think, have you ever been talking to someone and you could just tell by the way they were talking to you, they didn't get it? <laughs> well, you didn't really want to hear what they said next because you didn't think they understood the situation in the first place. So if we want them to be open to what we say next, eager to hear what we say next, 
we've got to engage them in a way where they no longer have to defend the righteousness of their perspective. So empathizing with them, saying something like, you know, I can see how you'd see it that way, or I can see how that would be upsetting to you, which doesn't say I agree. It doesn't even really say I understand. It just says, you know, I'm no longer going to make you defend the righteousness of your perspective. That's what we're wanting to do, is to free them from the need to defend the righteousness of their perspective. And we do that by empathizing, real short statement, you know, I can see how you'd see it that way. They go, oh, okay, and so now I don't have to keep kind of convincing you. Then we go to what I call the magic step. This is where we get people to shift from that lower brain to the upper brain. It's, uh, I call it, asking a top-of-the-mind question. One of the things I talk about when I am engaging people and helping them shift from the lower brain to the upper brain is how powerful questions are. I call questions the search engine for the brain. I have four questions that help people shift from the lower brain to the upper brain. Feel free to check out some of my videos or email me if you're curious about that. But what, I, what we want to do now is get them to shift from their resistant brain to their receptive brain. So we've got to ask them what I call a top-of-the-mind question. The top-of-the-mind question is almost always a question about the solution in the future, not about the problem in the past. And it blends what's important to them with what's important to us. Normally, when we're talking with someone, we have some goal in mind. We have something that we want them to do differently, change some behavior. And we know how that's going to be important to us, our family, our relationship, our, our organization, whatever. But we've got to be able to blend that with what's important to them. If we're not willing to listen and find out what's important to them, we don't have the information we need to begin to ask that top-of-the-mind question. So this is what I teach. Easier said than done, absolutely. But notice the difference in how we're approaching communication and influence. No longer are we trying to convince them to stop some negative behavior because that almost always results in resistance and defensiveness. We are now coming from our best, a part of, the, the, of us they can trust. We are accessing their best, at least in our mind. We're holding an image of who they are. We're finding out what's in the way of them hearing us, letting them know we get that, and then asking a question that gets them to shift to that upper 80% of the brain. This is what I get to teach. This is what my books are all about. This is what my philosophy and framework and system is all about. And hey, if you'd like me to come to your organization or your church or school or work with you, show you this process, help you become more influential where we truly get people to listen by accessing their best versus pointing out their worst. I would love to do that. It's what I get to do. I get to go around the world teaching this. By the way, if you want to subscribe to me on YouTube or friend me on Facebook or LinkedIn or Pinterest or Twitter or iTunes. I try to post these in all the social media. Feel free to do that. And if you would like me to, again, come to work with you, all you got to do is let me know. Hit the contact button on the website. Love to talk with you about that. In the meantime, I hope this has been valuable. Here's to you. Bringing more clarity, confidence, creativity into everything you do. And I look forward to seeing you in the next video.